0: Confessional, your weekly Devo podcast. My name is Jeff Goki, and I am so happy that you have tuned in today. Welcome to episode 100 and 27. Uh, Really, really excited to uh, dive into uh, the next two verses that we're going to be going through in the book of Revelation, uh, chapter 21. So uh, if you've never read the book of Revelation, here's the thing. Uh, uh, Eugene Peterson, he's one of my favorite authors. He's actually, uh, he passed away last year, but he's one of these men that, you know, just watched him and admired him, have read and listened to just about everything he's put out um, and just really, this man has really, really shaped my thinking. Um, the way he, his heart for the the scriptures, his absolute love for Jesus, uh, but he wrote a book called Reverse Thunder. And so, uh, if you're interested in digging into Revelation, I cannot recommend that book high enough. But one of the things uh, that he brings out about the book of Revelation that I think could be really, really helpful uh, if you want to do that is that he said, you you can't, you will not understand the book of Revelation without understanding a metaphor. And what metaphor does is it create, you need to have imagination. And if you don't have imagination, you're just not going to ever be able to get your head around all that uh, John, who wrote the book of Revelation, is trying to uh, communicate to these churches and to us all these years later. And so I really love that the book of Revelation is calling us to have an imagination, inviting us into something so much greater, so much grander. And uh, the book of Revelation has more Old Testament um, scripture in it, but it doesn't have a than any other book in the New Testament without a single Uh, without a single specific reference, meaning he's just pulling all the language, not a specific verse. You know, Jesus would quote verses from the Old Testament. Revelation doesn't do that, doesn't quote it directly. It just pulls all the different things from the Old Testament. It's almost like he's wrapping all, all of the old Testament and the new Testament in a gigantic bow. And he's calling us to have an imagination around that. So if you've ever wanted to dig into the book of revelation, and by the way, it's not revelations, it's revelation. There was only one revelation to John. <laughs> uh, so if you ever want to dig into that, I'd encourage you uh, get that book from Eugene Peterson, Reverse Thunder, really fantastic book. Um, and then I would recommend studying it alongside of a really good commenta- uh, a co- uh, commentary um, that can really help expand and open your mind to that imagination, to metaphor, to the what is really going on. Because it, during this time, I heard a lot of people talking about end times, and this is the end times, and and it may be I don't know, um, but I, I think they use the book of Revelation, kind of like, we'll see this and then this and then this and then this. And it's like, Jesus kind of comes back to us because nobody will know the day and the time. And so it's helpful to really dig in and understand um, uh, the book of Revelation, uh, mainly as a way to understand the scriptures as a whole uh, and what really is uh, going on there. But the big thing Um, As I will uh, work through these next two verses, the big thing I, I want us to really focus in on and just enjoy is this. The king is on the throne. That's what we need to know. The king is on the throne. The book of Revelation is going. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords, and that Matters. So before we head into this verse, I just want to say this. Thank you for all of you who are listening, uh, subscribing, and sharing these podcasts. Really appreciate it. And for the, all of you who continue to give uh, at Patreon, P A T R E O N dot com forward slash front porch confessional. Thank you for doing that. And if you would like uh, to be uh, somebody who gives a donation, feel free to go there. You can go check that out and make a donation. It is much appreciated. All right, here we go. Revelation 21 verse 4 says this. So beautiful. He will wipe away every tear from their eyes and death shall be no more. Neither shall there be mourning, nor crying, nor pain anymore, for the former things have passed away. You know, I'm learning this beautiful dynamic with having a daughter. You know, Mika's been with us now for six years, she's 10 years old. And learning this dynamic with the daughter So different with the boys You know, the boys are like, you know, rough and tumble The daughter, you know, sensitive And wants, you know, to hear wants you to hear her And um, just be gentle and present And, you know, one of the things that I'll I'll, uh, talk to Mika about You know, I'll say, hey, listen I'm your dad You know, and what is a dad supposed to do? What is a dad supposed to do, Mika? You know, we'll have this conversation pretty often And she'll say, to love and protect me and I'm like that's right I my job is to love you really well and to protect you and and that's my fatherly duty like I love it I I I can't wait I wake up in the morning like looking forward to caring for my family and making sure that they're protected and as I read this passage I can't help but think of God the Father just fathering us and how much joy he has in fathering us. And when I read a passage like this, I take a soul sigh. Do you know what that is? You know what a soul sigh is? It's this moment when you slow down and evaluate all you've been through and are currently go through, going through and you breathe in And you breathe out. Do it right now. Just feel all of it. Feel all of it. Then find comfort in the promise of God. Maybe as you breathe that in, that was a little bit painful, right? You've gone through a lot. Maybe some of you are really, really, really hurting right now. And you need to hear a passage like this. This is that soul side that you need. We need to hear this hope-filled declaration that John is giving to us, that he will wipe away our tears and he will wipe away our pain. All the pain in the past will be blown into oblivion as a result of the great love of God. That's what's creating this soul sigh in, in me as I hear something like this, just taking a, a deep breath and realizing I need that. I need to hear that because we need that hope, right? But like so many other things in our lives, right? If we're not careful, we miss the real beauty of this passage. See, we see, we think it's about all these benefits, You know, a lot of times we think about uh, the return on investment, like, look, I'm going to follow after Jesus. The ROI is that uh, the ROI is all these uh, different things, no tears, no death, no mourning, no pain, right? Because that's what he's saying here. I'm going to do my part and then he's going to do his part. But here's the thing. We often miss the best part. The most important part of this passage is this. He will do it. He's the one doing it. This is about how personal God is. These things aren't just random things handed down by an impersonal God. No, no, no. Listen to this. He's going to personally wipe away those tears. Personally wipe away those tears. Isn't that amazing? He's not some distant He is, he is not, he is, he's not this distant deity. I just keep thinking about that. Why do I keep making him this distant, far off deity? He's not this distant, far off deity. He is near and he is comforting. Doesn't just start off in the future. Like his comforting isn't just some far away beyond thing that will happen. No, 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 no it starts right now the same personal relationship that we will have with him that personal where he will wipe all those way all those tears away right that that can happen here on earth right the completion of that care right so it can't fully happen but the completion of that care will happen in eternity but the personal touch remains the same he cares for you here and now and he will con- he will continue to care for you even as you go there. So, I love that he cares for you here and he will continue to care for you there. How beautiful is that understanding? How much do you need to hear that right now? And I wonder... Maybe you're like me. I wonder if all of a sudden you start realizing you've kept that blessing, that reality in some far off distant future for you, you know, where once I die, then he'll do that for me. But he wants to do it now. Like right here, I'm sitting on the front porch. And I can tell you, I wish I could just lay out vividly how I have sensed the presence of God out here on this front porch, how, how I've sensed his care and his love. I think I've told you this before. I, you know, sometimes I'll get on my knees and I'll pray and I'll imagine like his arm is around me like it, but I can feel it. I can sense it. I can sense his care, him going, I love you. I'm with you. Right? But if I'm not careful, I'll just go, I'll just go through the rigmarole, I'll just do the the checklist without realizing no no, he wants to meet me right here and now. That isn't some reality that's far off in some distance. It's right now. That's the beauty, the real beauty of this passage is that this is where heaven comes to earth. That's why Jesus says, Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth. Earth as it is in heaven, but what we do is we keep heaven out of earth. No, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope, no, nope. heaven is a day that I'll arrive there someday, heaven is a reality that will be out there someday, but not right now. And he's going, No, 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 I want to comfort you now, I want to care for you now, I want to wipe away your tears now. Now, that's not. Full, complete, as if it will, you'll never have tears again here on earth. You will. He will continue that ministry to you. Right? We learned in episode 126, he's interceding on our behalf. He wants to care, wants to comfort, wants to intercede for us. That's how he loves us. But if we're not careful, we just create a relational dissonance where we just keep him at a a distance and wait for us to just die and then ultimately end up into his care where he's like, I want to care for you now and I want to care for you into eternity, right? The theological term is already, but not yet. He's already comforting you and will continue to, but it's not yet fully complete where we can say there is no death. There is no tears. Right? It's not final, but that care and that intentionality can happen right here and now. So, how does a truth like that change your today? If you are hurting and confused, let Him care for you. If the grief is too much to bear, let him care for you. His care for you starts right now. Receive it. Receive the gift that he wants to give to you right now. Because God is a good father who doesn't want to hold his care for eternity. He wants to give it to you right now. It's available right now. Now, so where do you need God to specifically care for you? Where cry out, call to Him, let Him comfort you. He wants to, He says, He's near to the brokenhearted, He loves you and He cares for you. Don't leave the care for something in eternity, let it and embrace it right now, Father God. Thank you. Thank you that you care for us here on earth and all the way into eternity, that it is final and whole as a result of your son, Jesus, his death and his resurrection that opened the door for that reality. So we receive your comfort today and we anticipate the great comfort of wiping every tear away, every wound away, and ultimately defeating death, which is what your son displayed for us here on earth. So take a breath, reflect, and believe that the God of the universe is near to you in your own heartbeat. Until next time, cheers.